Welcome to the AIPC interviews where I talk to members of the Artful Eye Photography community, among others, about them. It is July 20th, 2020, and in this episode, I'm speaking with a photographer I met on Instagram who hails from Atlanta, Georgia, and it was her images of architecture that just really caught my eye, and uh, I really wanted to um, have, a, have a little chit-chat with Michelle Simmons. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Not too bad at all. Uh, faring uh, pretty good through this time that we're all experiencing, so... Um, and I think, I don't know, I think it's getting a little easier on all of us, hopefully. But um, I understand you suffered some um, health issues during this pandemic, and but you're definitely on the mend. Is that right? I am. It was, a, it was about a six, seven-week pneumonia, and it was not real pleasant, but I'm doing much better. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, so that's that's going to be enough of the pandemic talk. <laughs> we'll get on to we'll get on to better and brighter things here. Um, so I'd mentioned that uh, you know I, I I follow you on Instagram and I see your your photos of um, architecture and things like that and they're just absolutely amazing. Um, and then there's there's also a bunch of pictures that you have with a a model who is a ballerina and that also happens to be your niece, right? That's right. She's yeah. actually my first cousin's daughter, but she's always called me Aunt Michelle, so oh, I call her okay. my niece. Oh, okay. Um, so she's your second cousin, then technically, but right. uh, technically. but, but niece, is, niece is fine too. I mean, uh, there's that. Uh, you know, if she calls Aunt, you calls you Auntie Michelle. That's a, a term of endearment for sure. Um, but you know, the the images with her in them are they're they're so graceful. Um, and there's there's architecture in all of them too, or in most of them, and I think that the combination of her with the architecture or whatever the scene is, they complement each other so well, and um, you know they're they're really well uh, they're well taken, well composed, and there was one that I was I was going through your Instagram stream earlier, and there was one from. If I could find it, it's 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 a fair piece down in the stream. There it is. It it was taken with your iPhone eight, I believe, and it was um, taken on the Jacksonville beach in Florida. And it's a a sunset, and she's jumping up in the in in the in the foreground. So it, all it is is a silhouette of her. Um, with the sunset and the beach in the background. I mean, this picture of just the beach and the sunset would have been amazing. But to have her jumping up like that, it's called, you call it Golden Glide. Um, that's the title you've given it. And it's yes, just I, absolutely amazing. Um, I love so, that photo. Yeah, so well captured. It's just unbelievable. Um, I've learned so, a big I mean, lesson here. Eh? Go ahead. I learned a big lesson here. If you oh, go to yeah. the very end of my feed, it, that was my very first photo shoot ever with anything or one. And you'll notice everything still because when she jumped and, and moved, I used burst mode. Oh, but, that's cool. But none of them came out. 
So our second photo shoot was on the beach. And instead of burst mode, I used a live. And then I was able to go frame by frame and pick out the one that was perfect. Um, most people like burst mode and they have good luck with it, but I don't. Yeah. So I always use the live mode for movement. You know, I never would have pieced that together looking at this image. Uh, I thought it was just, you know, darn good luck for one. <laughs> <laughs> but but in order to, yeah, in order to pick that frame, that is just pure genius to use live mode and, and go through it frame by frame. And see, I don't use live mode that much. And this is just another example where I'm kicking myself because maybe I should be. You know, I should be using live mode more because the, the ability to pick out a frame and have it, you know, full resolution and everything else is, is um, you know, is a, is a fantastic feature of the iPhone. And uh, you use it quite well in that in that image. That's that's probably my favorite image on your whole feed. <laughs> Thank you. Another thing I learned with live mode, or it's really good for animals and for babies or ch yeah. any, children, you know, oh, because yeah. they're so... They move so much, but um, it also takes up a lot of space because you've got, I don't even know how many, maybe 10, 15 frames. Mm -hmm, yeah. um, if you make it, pick out the frame that, that you like and make that your key photo and up at the top, turn the live off, it'll mm -hmm. only save the one frame. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a really good feature. Yeah, and, and that's a good tip too. Um, so let's uh, you know let's 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 start from the beginning here, and I'll ask you how you got started taking pictures with your iPhone. I got started because I I travel a lot. I love to travel internationally, especially, and um, I make travel photo books, and oh, I nice. wanted to I wanted to take better pictures. So I went and looked at cameras and I thought, well, maybe I'll just be a photographer. And I went and looked at cameras and there was so much and so much to learn. I thought, well, maybe I'll just keep my point and shoot. <laughs> and yeah. plus, I when you travel with people, they don't want to stop for you to set up and, you know, change your lens and all that. So... Um, and then it, right about that time, I happened to come across an iPhone photography course. And I thought, you know, this might help me get better at photos for my travel. And mm -hmm. I took it and I fell immediately in love with photography. Yeah. And um, I like the iPhone because, uh, for instance, when I changed the f-stop, I like to see that change on my phone in the screen i don't like to guess you know so, so okay so that begs the question what app are you using to to do that i uh, i use i don't always use it um but uh i like camera plus oh yeah which i know there are a lot of new ones out there and i i'm just used to camera plus i really i know how to use it i really like it so do you have the newer version of it, like Camera Plus 2? I, I, I have it, 
but I always go back to Camera Plus just because I haven't oh, yeah. bothered to learn the two, and and just the plain Camera Plus it does what I have always wanted to do. So. Yeah. Okay. So when you said change the f-stop, though, that that um, kind of puts a flag up for me because the f-stop is fixed in the iPhone. So are you sure it's not another setting that you're changing? Is it the um, the shutter speed maybe or the ISO? Um, it it could be. I or I could have said the wrong thing when I said camera plus. I know the f-stop you can change on the native phone. On the 11, if you're in portrait mode. Oh, yes. Okay. 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 Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I got the 10s Max, and I can do that with it. Um, but that's the, this This is the oldest phone you can do it with. Um, but, yes, you are correct. If you're in portrait mode on the 10s Max or the 11 um, or 11 Pro, you can change the f-stop um, with a slider. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, you so can that's also what you change it. You can also change it after you've taken the photo. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, another cool thing. Yeah, um, in fact, I was just playing around with that concept yesterday on a on a picture I took. So it's it's really neat having that um, that functionality in the, in the device. So when you took the course, where did you take the course from? It was um, I took it online. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the iPhone Academy, and it was yeah. a, a pretty. It was a very long course, and um, well, I I thought it was, but I was really into it, and almost nothing that was taught was anything I already knew because all of it was new to me, you know. So, oh, yeah. um, uh, after I took that, of course. I had to take the editing course, which that's when that's when I really, really fell in love because uh, I love to edit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they say you can't take a bad picture and make it good. To me, that's a challenge is to take (laughs) take a media mediocre photo and just edit it to death until I like it, you know? Yeah. I know that's and, and not that, what you're supposed to do, but I love to do that. Well, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, creating a piece of art that way. Um, you know, like a great painter starts with nothing and creates a, a beautiful painting. So taking a, even a mediocre photo and editing the heck out of it until you get something that you really like, well, you know, that, then now you're talking, right? You're, you're um, you've got... Uh, exactly what you need yeah and I would say you know that is the kind of photographer I am contrary to a lot of photographers whose work I really respect is more documentary is more um, capturing exactly what's there and what it looks like and to me my immediate thought and goal is what can I do with this you know yeah well, that's the artist coming out of you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the editing, you must have some editing apps that you like. I do. I have Lightroom and I have Snapseed. 
and I have a million others that I download and I do one thing and just, you know, if Light Rumor Snapseed does it, I just chunk them. I prefer Snapseed um, mm-hmm. uh, only because I think I'm more used to it and I can work with it easier and faster. And yeah. there's only a couple things that I can see that Lightroom does that Snapseed doesn't. But even more important to me than that, there are a couple things that Snapseed does that Lightroom doesn't that that I use a lot. So if I have to do something very specific that only Lightroom does, like change one color, um, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it into Lightroom, work with it a little, but I always end up back in Snapseed. Yeah, and you know, Snapseed Snapseed is probably the most popular editing app on any mobile phone because it's it's obviously it's for Android as well because Google owns it. But um, you know, it's 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 free. I've had Snapseed since the days you had to pay for it. I paid five dollars for it. <laughs> but uh, you know, and it's so it's been around a very very long time, and it's been. Um, uh, it's been updated with a lot of nice features and everything else. So uh, I'm, I'm not at all surprised that, that it's your go-to for, for editing. And looking at your pictures, though, too, it's it, it doesn't look like you do um, a lot of, I'll, I'll call them funky edits or, or um, you know, just totally off-the-wall edits. There's a few that are, that are obviously um, given some artistic um touches to them but a lot of them look like they're just you know just kind of uh massaged a little bit you know to make them look a little more appealing which is i think partly uh, partly because um or not partly because but it's it's another thing that draws my eye to your images because it's kind of it looks like the way i would edit them as well like it's just kind of matches my style in a little um in some ways here oh that's awesome would that be a fair statement is that you don't really do a whole lot to them but you just kind of give them your little flair and that's that's about it Uh, i i would i would say yes um i would qualify that though Mm -hmm. i would say i don't do a lot to make them look terribly different um right distort them a lot but I do do a lot because I get picky about I want this little thing lighter and I want this little place darker and this little place smoother so even though it may not look that different you know to the Mm -hmm. to the uh, when you immediately look at it I do um I do edit it a lot um just not maybe heavily yeah yeah Okay, well that's cool. That's 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 a, a real interesting um, workflow for sure. I have found um, that um, adding and subtracting detail really makes a big difference. But it's a difference that when you look at it, you don't necessarily know why. You know? Oh yeah. A lot of times I'll take the de- and I, maybe everybody does this. I don't know, but. A lot of times I'll take the detail out of everything but my subject. And Oh really? Yeah. And and even though you can't specifically see it, you almost feel it, you know. 
Yeah. I am so glad we're having this conversation because now I'm going to look at your images a little closer and see if I can't pick some of that stuff out because, I mean, I'm sometimes I'm not the uh, best one for picking out things like that in the first place. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's a really interesting concept. Is that something that you learned with the course? No, it's just, huh? <clears throat> just my taste. And, yeah. and I, I love to, um, I, I love architecture, which wasn't in the plan. Um, I, and I love smooth, clean lines and walls. So I yeah. almost always take the detail out of the wall unless it's oh, yeah. a real rustic thing and it's supposed to look rustic, which I don't do a lot of. But right, I, yeah. although I kept when I first started this and I pictured myself as a photographer, I pictured myself doing real foggy and misty trees and lanes and and mm -hmm. kind of, you know, uh fairy type scenes and I tried that I tried it a lot <laughs> but I wasn't good at it and for some reason I just kept coming back to the the bold lines and and architecture uh, and no matter where I try to go I, I always come back to that so I guess that's my I, I guess that means that's my thing <laughs> yeah that, that's that's your niche you know, yeah. it's, it's and it's it's working really well for you. I got to tell you. <laughs> Thank um, you. I mean, you you could put a gallery exhibit together uh, with these things. I mean, it, it's just uh, incredible um, what what you're doing with architecture and and then you know throw your niece in there and um, you know for for more artistic impression, it's it's just amazing. Thank you. Uh, I, I, don't, I, just, I just can't rave enough about them. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, so you are, okay, how long have you been doing this? Because I'm, I'm wondering, what, what was your first um, iPhone that you had? I believe the first iPhone I started taking pictures with was an iPhone 8. It is either 7 or 8. Um, no, I take that back. I think it was a seven. I started this two and a half years ago. Um, oh, yeah. It was a seven, but it was a work phone. So I immediately put in for an iPhone eight. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I could get the better phone. But I found it really wasn't it really wasn't better until I got the iPhone 11. I'd say oh, they yeah. they weren't all that much better if you were just taking a regular photo um you know the iphone 10 and 11 came with portrait and all that but um that's not necessarily what makes a photo good you know no, so right. the iphone 7 and I iphone 8 were you know just as good had i known how to um fix the focus and change the exposure just simply those two things on an iphone 5 i think the photos would have been you know decent mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah uh, i think the iphone has been really really good at taking photos ever since the iphone 4 came out that was the first one i think that kind of set it above all the other mobile phones out there uh, and, and they've just been getting better and better. So uh, you're on the 11 Pro now, is it? Yes, I am. Yeah. 
No. Okay. So I don't have that phone. So I have to ask, um, have you shot with the uh, deep fusion feature turned on? No. Okay. I, I, I kind of figured that because you like to take that stuff out of the, um, say, walls in a, in, a, in, a, in a photograph. And I, I would imagine that that deep fusion feature would really enhance the texture and stuff that's in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I need to get around to trying that. But, um, yeah, I haven't, haven't done that yet. I've used it actually just like um, uh, my other phones, except for the wide angle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That ultra wide. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I wish one thing I really would like to see the iPhone 11 is uh, with the iPhone 11. I I know it's got a uh, stabilizer in it, <laughs> but Camera Plus has a thing that you can turn on that it doesn't take it take the photo until you're still. And oh yeah, right. I really mm -hmm. need that because, you know, two of the biggest reasons for blurry photos is a, a non-clean lens. People don't clean their lens. And you figure you pick up your phone probably 30, 40 times a day. That's yeah. 30 or 40 fingerprints on your lens, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And plus pressing the shutter too hard and... That's what I have to watch because I have a heavy thumb. So do you so use I, the the volume switch for the shutter? Or I, you just I, tap the screen? I don't often. I usually use just tap the screen because it's easier and yeah. faster, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'd far sooner just tap the screen. But what about using it's the uh, self timer in camera plus? Uh, I I could do that. I use the um, usually in Camera Plus though. I use the the stabilizer and oh, the yeah. the um, I I rarely use the timer in in anything unless I'm on a tripod because mm -hmm. of the same yeah. issue on a tripod. If you're pressing that shutter too hard, it doesn't matter yeah. that it's on a tripod. So I'll use like. On the iPhone, I'll use the three-second timer. Yeah, yeah, that's on right. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so there is there is good stabilization in it, but uh, I don't think anything can stabilize a heavy thumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so your creative process then, uh, obviously, is just first of all, it's the capture. Is there any specific workflow that you have? Um, like, uh, do you do you sometimes do you edit right there in the field or do you wait till you get home? And, you know, you can sit down and put your feet up and go through your images. And, you know, what kind of a process do you use that way? I, I wait till I get home. And yeah. uh, I always I always crop first. And oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes I can get several photos out of one. Uh but I always crop first because if I'm not happy with the composition, mm -hmm. I, I'm not happy with the photo. And, you know, a lot of photographers, their goal in the field is to get that perfect composition in the lens. And yeah, I don't, 
if for whatever reason, I don't try to do that at all. I just take pictures of everything. And it's not till I get home that I will move that frame around the photo. You know, I'll go into crop, move that frame around the photo and find something that really appeals to me. Well, that's, so. that's interesting. Um, I, I'm one who rarely crops, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I strive to make a, an effort to get the composition right in the frame to begin with. I may, I may crop to a 16 by nine ratio or something like that, but, um, but I've never thought of the concept of getting multiple photos out of one. That That's an interesting way of going about it and probably one that not many people do. So, um, you know, that just adds to the uniqueness of your art form for sure. Yeah, I'm a big cropper. And sometimes that at, um, at the expense of resolution, you know. Yeah, definitely. But you know how uh, sometimes you'll, you don't see something in the field. You get home and this person has rabbit ears over their head, but mm -hmm. you didn't see it out there. I don't see the composition out there. So, um, that's why I like to wait till I get home and I have kind of a, uh, I kind of look at it as, um, some photographers that want to capture the perfect thing in their lens, that lens is their blank canvas and they paint it by moving the camera around and finding the perfect angle and that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't get my blank canvas till I get the photo. That's my blank canvas. Then I start moving around and looking for uh, what I can find out of it. Well, you know, as far as the resolution part goes, as long as you don't have any um, aspirations of blowing these images up to a, on a larger scale, then they're fine. I mean, they're more than fine, especially for posting to someplace like Instagram. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, you know, the, you don't need full resolution um, to to do that. So, you know, that's uh, that's more than okay. Um, you know, a friend of mine, Jack Hollingsworth, who's um, he he was actually very uh, had a very large part of the development of Camera Plus originally, and he, I learned a lot of stuff from his tutorial videos that. That, that they produced with with that app when it came out. And he says, you know, there's no need for, uh, no need to worry about big, big time resolution, especially if you're just going to post to social media. So, um, you know, I generally don't worry too much about it myself unless I have a photo that I think I might want to, you know, blow up. Um, in fact, I, I had one on Instagram that a cousin of mine wanted me to, blow up for her at like 20 by 30. So wow. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't crop it obviously. So, you know, but, but she liked it the way it was, which was good, a, a good thing. Um, so I was able to get that done for her. But um, as far as just posting online, oh yeah, yeah. I mean the 12 megapixels that comes in the iPhone nowadays is plenty. It's plenty to, to work with. Um, and and to get more than one image out of it, that that's even you know that that's just a bonus. 
Yeah, for the rest of my workflow, um, I crop and I usually do a general, um, you know, exposure, contrast, you know, the the normal stuff Mm -hmm. and um, which I I often go back and delete. Uh, But then I. I usually start with selective editing after that, taking detail out, putting it in, putting more contrast in one place or another. And I always, no matter what it is, I always just check to see if it looks good in black and white. But more importantly than that, even if it's a properly colorful photo and you want to, you want to save it in color, you can see a lot that you may not be able to see when you put it in black and white, like this side of the picture is too dark or what have you. So I always go to black and white to check and see if it it works and to check and see where maybe I have some problem areas, then go back to color and try to fix them. That is really interesting. <laughs> Uh, that, that, you know, I, that, that's, that's, that's a lot more thought put into it than I would ever do. Um, but I'm definitely learning some stuff from you here by, you know, that, that's something that I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try changing an image to black and white and seeing how it looks. And if, you know, if it needs to be worked on in a certain part of the image, then I'll definitely look at that too. That, yeah. That's a very, that's a very good, you should be teaching this stuff, Michelle. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. I would love to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you could, you could do well with it. Uh, you know, don't, don't rule that out of your future by any means. <laughs> okay, I'll write that yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Um, so, you're, uh, you're, desire to, to, to shoot architecture, does that stem from anything from your professional life at all? It, it might. Um, I like lines and curves. I, I am, by education and my career, I, was, uh, I worked as an electrical engineer for uh, 37 years, so um, I am drawn to numbers and lines, and I do see a lot of things in terms of math. I see diagonals and especially opposing diagonals. When I look at even a scene in the woods, I see the fallen over trees and I'm just really into opposing diagonals and um, parabolas and and that kind of thing. So yeah, that's kind of how I I see things. So it probably does. That that I think, puts the um to me anyway that that puts the final piece of the puzzle together for um for your photos and of your your, especially your architecture photos and and how they look i mean it's very evident that you're you're looking at lines and curves and and things like that when you're when you're shooting this stuff it's it's just it's like it's drawn to your to your eye like um you know like like bees to honey because it, it just it's so evident and uh, yeah, it it makes makes very good sense. Um, Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, do you have any place where, like, oh, okay, I want. I usually like I like to ask this one too. Do you have um, 
uh, a favorite camera app that you'd like to capture with? So you've mentioned Camera Plus and, and then you also use the native one, but do you ever use anything else or, or are those pretty much it? Every once in a while, I'll use Slow Shutter. Is that the name of it? Slow Shutter? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But when I got the iPhone 11, <clears throat> I didn't want to use it. I wanted to use the, I wanted the native camera. I wanted to use Camera Plus because that's what I was used to. And I made an effort. I went to Germany shortly after. And I said, you are not going to take any pictures with Camera Plus, all iPhone 11. Because I knew I wanted to use Camera Plus only because I was more familiar with it. So I, right. only, used, um, I only used the native camera. And that was in December. And I've been pretty dedicated to using it since then. Uh, and I, especially with the three lenses and the portrait mode and all that. So I pretty much use um, IP11 under all circumstances. If it's real, real, real bright outside and I'm doing something that includes the clouds, I know this is strange, I'll sometimes pull up the Lightroom camera because if you're blown out, the Lightroom camera tells you by it puts lines on the screen. All right. So, yeah. um, uh, but I usually, I, I have a fear of blowout. So I underexpose almost everything I take, um, which is not good. I'm trying to break that habit, but, uh, yeah, that's well, what I do. In all, in all honesty, I, I just recently read that if you're shooting, like JPEG or Hyph, um, in the say the native camera app or whatever camera app you choose to use, underexposing is the better way to go. Whereas if you're shooting in raw format, then you know you've heard the old saying, "Shoot to the right" or "Exposed to the right." You want to, um, you know, slightly overexpose a little bit, or or if you're if you have a histogram on the screen, you know exposed so that that histogram goes to the right but just you know to the edge it doesn't get clipped off or anything and then you know fix the rest of it in post uh so i mean actually underexposing slightly with the native camera app is probably not all that bad of a thing especially since it's working yeah and it is easier to darken something than it is to lighten something and yeah. speaking of histograms <laughs> uh, and workflows, I never, ever, ever look at the histogram. Because, oh, is that right? Yeah, and I know that's, that's so taboo. But if I do and I try to make it uh, more how it's supposed to be, I don't end up with the product that I want. And those, you know, the histogram helps show you your extremes, and yes. I, I like extremes, so um, I just don't ever look at a histogram. Well, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that don't use it. Um, for me, I do use it. Uh, but again, it's mostly to keep everything, you know, within the limits, right? Uh, as everything in between, I, I don't pay so much attention to. But um, the things that are, you know, I, I try to try to keep it from blowing out the highlights and, you know, getting black, like darkening out the shadows to the point where there's no information there. I, I, I like to 
try to keep everything in between. So, um, I mean, it, it's a tomato tomato thing, right? There, there's so many people that don't use it, but then I think there's more people that don't use it than there are that do. So it's, 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 it's not a bad thing either way, in my opinion. Yeah. It's a lot to keep track of too. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. It is. Uh, and when you're after, when you're after a final, um, look to your photo, you know, it really doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Right. True. Yeah. 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 And I really have no idea what my workflow is like compared to other people's because I honestly, I have never seen another person edit. So I don't know the right way to do it or the, um, what most people do, you know? Well, you know what? I don't think there is a right or a wrong way. Uh, if, if your way works for you, then that's the right way for you. Cause uh, you know, my, my editing technique and my style is definitely different than yours. I could tell you that right now, just by having this conversation. Um, and that's why I was kind of blown away by some of the things that you, you said in, in the way you edit things, uh, because it's so, so different than what I do, but it was so interesting as well. Um, I think, uh, Everybody, it, it, that's that's what it, that's what's called style, right? Everybody has their own style, um, not just a style of image, but I mean the style of the edit, the editing style to get to that image. Everybody has their own way, and um, basically that's 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 it in a nutshell, you know. Um, and that's what makes photography or or any kind of art form that's what makes it so special and unique and that that everybody has their own style that they apply to their to their work and and it's kind of like a signature right it's 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 putting a a stamp on it that says oh that's a michelle simmons image i could tell by looking at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know when i first started i was so worried about what, what's my style going to be? What's my style going to be? I got to find my style. And mm-hmm. I couldn't. And it really wasn't until I just forgot about it that it it's not something you, you do. It's something that kind of does you, you know. It, yes. it just eventually comes out. And, and I, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but I can't. It just... The harder you try, the further away it gets almost. Yeah, it's just something that has to happen naturally. Yeah, it kind of presents itself. Yeah, 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 that's right. Um, Do you have any aspirations for your work or like, like, do you, do you have any place that you want to take it or, or do you want to see it go anywhere? Like, uh, you know, publish a book or anything like that, or, you know, even teaching? You know, (laughs) I wouldn't mind teaching uh, uh, a couple times. I don't want a career of it. I really have done a few jobs, and they were jobs. And I don't want it to be a job. For me, um, Mm -hmm. I I know it's it's a, a great and lucrative business for some people, but... I retired a couple of years ago, and I I don't want to take that element of 
I don't have to do this. I want to out of it. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, no, I'm just going around. I'm still trying to find, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do a lot of stuff that I never have done before, which, which I've been doing from the beginning. You know, I would do portraits and, and, uh, the last few weeks I've been trying still lives and, driving oh, yeah. myself crazy and everything is <laughs> like still lives are so much harder than I could ever imagine. But and they're not I, even moving. <laughs> I know. And there's hardly nothing there. Usually it's yeah. like, how do people make this look so good? I saw a photo of uh, a scoop of ice cream in an ice cream scoop laying on the a blank table there was nothing else in the photo that was so gorgeous i wanted to try to recreate it i spent two days and got nothing it's like how did they wow. make this look so good you know um <laughs> and <laughs> i'm i'm That's just crazy it is i'm i'm just but I, it makes me respect those type of artists so much more i'm just starting yeah. to play around with lighting too i've i've Always just use natural light, nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but I I won this this thing from Pictar that you can uh, it's an LED light and you can change the intensity of it. Uh, oh, yeah. And I was trying to take a photo of I was doing the still life thing with the ice cream <laughs> and um, <laughs> and. I was trying to light it and hold this thing, but I couldn't hold it and hold my phone and focus, et cetera. And I didn't want to yeah. use a tripod, but what I figured out, I have a, a selfie stick that I sometimes use if I want to get way up high or way down low. Oh, yeah. And it's got a Bluetooth shutter button. I put the light in that selfie stick instead of the camera. And I could just move the light around till I found the right place for it and then use the Bluetooth to take the photo while I was still holding the phone steady. Oh, that and is so smart. <laughs> it was so cool. And I discovered it after two days of really ridiculous trial and error. I couldn't believe the mistakes that, I was making. That but, is um, thinking outside the box. Yeah, it just kind of happened. And so now I have a new method to roll my light around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, also want to experiment a little bit with, uh, smoke bombs. Oh uh, yeah. Photography smoke bombs. Yes. I'd like to mm -hmm. do that with my dancer niece. Um, oh yeah. You know, see what we can come up with. The issue is I can't even really practice because it's about $10 a pop. And oh, I wow. know, I know me, it's going to take me 10 of them <laughs> to <laughs> figure out the best way to do it, you know, but I do have yeah. a couple I'd like to try. Well, you know, you might be lucky enough to get a, a really good photo with the, the first time. Maybe. <laughs> you know, Maybe there, there's yeah. an old, there's an old saying that I sometimes go by that it's the, even a blind squirrel will find a nut once in a while. <laughs> yeah yeah that's good <laughs> yeah so well i mean i'm i'm i really hope that uh 
an image like that pops up on your Instagram feed sometime because I, I would love to see what you can do with that. <laughs> You'll see one sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is there anything that you'd like to plug, uh, you know, where we could find you online and all that stuff? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Mish Z Simmons, M-I-C-H-Z-S-I-M-M-O-N-S. And uh, you asked about aspirations. I, yeah. I, I don't have any, like, big-time money-making aspirations, like like a book or class or whatever. But really my aspiration is uh, to find the people that that really like my style, my art, you know. So yeah, yeah. if um, if anybody likes it at Miss Z Simmons, I'll be look, looking forward to meeting you. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the things that I love about um you know these these photo sharing communities is is the people that you meet uh i mean like like being able to talk to you about your stuff it, it's it, it's just uh the icing on the cake for being a member of these communities and i i'm i'm able to experience uh that on instagram um with the artful eye photography community where this podcast originates from and also on day flash like uh I think uh, Day Flash is a great place where you might meet some people, um, you know, who have similar interests as you. Uh, I, I see a lot of architectural images on there. I see a lot of images on there with ballerinas and dancers and things like that. Um, I think if you checked out Day Flash, you would really, really like what you see and you know, it would be a great addition to your um, portfolio uh, alongside Instagram. Like everybody that's on Day Flash is pretty much on Instagram as well. So there's there's always that cross promotion type of thing going on. And um, you know, okay, just full disclaimer: I am an, an, an ambassador of Day Flash, so I do uh -huh. like to try to help. I do like to try to help people get over there, but mm -hmm. um, you know. If you've never seen Day Flash, the experience, the just the user user experience of Day Flash, is so much nicer than anything else I've seen because the images are full screen on your phone, and um, uh, I mean just just have a look and and see what you think. Um, I'll even send you a couple of screenshots of you know you know architectural images and and dancer dancer images and and you know I'll let you judge for yourself what you think, but um, your your Instagram feed is amazing, and I'm so glad that it's there. Um, you Thank know, I, you. I, because I like your images, I see them more often, which is a good thing. Um, uh, but I, I would love to see them on Day Flash because they would be so much bigger on the screen, and and um, there's there's definitely cropping to because it's a vertical. Um, uh, orientation when you look at day flash and it's i don't know you, you just have a look at it and see what you think but um but it's been just absolutely a, a real treat talking to you michelle and getting to know you a little bit better i've definitely learned a few things about um you know different ways to uh 
alter my workflow possibly, depending on the image, I guess. Uh, you know, with the uh, selective editing and the cropping and all that stuff. And um, I think there's definitely some lessons to be learned from your style of of capture and, and editing and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. It was a pleasure. And um, I'll check out Dayflash. And I appreciate you and what you do. And um, just thank you. And thanks, everybody, yeah. for listening. Oh, yes, definitely. So just stay on the line here after we sign off, and, and I'll just get a, any, any last bits of information from you. But um, I just want to remind everybody that, um, oh, first of all, I guess I should say where you can find me. Um, so Michelle is Mich, M-I-C-H-Z Simmons on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at McMillan Photo on Instagram. And I'm on Dave Flash. My username is McMillan. Um, you can find this podcast at uh, artfulipc.com. And the community that goes along with it is artfulipc.club. And uh, I don't put these episodes out regularly like some other podcasts and stuff do, but um, I record them whenever I can get somebody lined up to do an interview. And um, you can get the podcast on the uh, Apple Podcast app or on Downcast or Overcast and probably just about any podcast app that you can imagine. And we're also on iHeartRadio. Um, just search for Artful Eye Photography Interviews and look for the cover photo of a microphone and you'll be able to find us. The podcast is hosted on artfulipc.com and that's where you can find the show notes and, and, and links to... Um, the guests and anything that we talk about uh, if you're listening and you think you might want to do an interview um, you can hit me up on twitter or instagram um, my, my twitter name is mcmillan underscore photo you can send me a dm there and um, i guess that's about it so thanks again michelle uh, i really appreciate you taking the time to come on and you know we will hopefully be in touch again Thank you, Greg.